This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to a Nordic Nation audio short from Faster Skier. In this episode, we connect with Max Cobb. Cobb is the CEO of U.S. Bathalon and sits on the IBU's executive board. When we spoke, he had just returned from the IBU's historic Extraordinary Congress, which took place from October 18th through the 20th. First, a quick message from our episode sponsor. The Crassberry Outdoor Center is excited to guarantee at least a kilometer and up to three kilometers of skiing starting November 15th. Visit their website, crassberry.com, to view lodging availability, midweek overnight deals starting after Thanksgiving, and to learn about the snow-saving process they've undertaken, the lowest altitude and latitude in the world to go about it successfully. Jason. Hey. Max, how are you? I'm doing well. How are Good. you? How's the, uh, any uh, jet lag? Yeah, jet lag is awful. <laughs> yeah. I don't do well with that. Uh, okay. I know you guys have been working really hard on reforming and good governments and what does that look like? And probably it's really good for other uh, sports to kind of look and see how you folks are, are navigating how to evolve. I, and I love this, actually. So when I get the press releases, they call it the Extraordinary C- Congress or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Is that like an official? I always wondered, like, when they call it the Extraordinary Congress, and I think that might be the terminology, is that like official terminology? It is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, Central European Germanic uh, sure. uh, approach to sort of naming everything and giving everything a number and so on and so forth. So there's ordinary congresses, um, which are the ones that are held every two years. And then whenever it's different, then it's an extraordinary congress. So so that's what this was. Okay, so piggybacking on that, this was an extraordinary, extraordinary congress, it sounds like. (laughs) Um, So, but the two big things that I see are you guys are implementing reforms. You also highlighted in a press release, or at least the IBU did, um, Target 26. So that's really open-ended, but I kind of want to take your lead on this. Like, what was so important that went down uh, during the Congress? Yeah, no, I I mean, the Congress was um, the culmination of uh, a year-long intensive effort to really um, redefine the foundation of our sport in a way that is um, both modern and really speaks to um, integrity and vision for the future. So when you, you know, we can sort of break it down into a couple of different um, areas, but a whole new constitution um, that is really state-of-the-art and includes things like um, term limits and um, some gender balance requirements um, that are really progressive and and completely lacking in our previous uh, constitution. But then beyond that, we created this whole new biathlon integrity unit, which is funded by the IBU, but has its own board of directors and its own staff and will manage, um, you know, in a completely independent way, all ethical issues, 
you know, the primary focus of the of the work will probably be uh, in the area of anti-doping since they'll run our anti-doping programs for us. Um, but it also includes, um, you know, a provision to actually do background screening and vetting on um, everyone who represents IBU at the international level. Um, and that's really, you know, groundbreaking and, and progressive. Um, and then there's IBU's first ever strategic plan, and um, that's something that we all are uh, the the new board felt really strongly about. That um, you know we had never taken a really forward-looking view of how to develop biathlon and really establishing. Um, strategies based on feedback that we had from our national federations, from our athletes, from our um, stakeholders being broadcasters and um, organizing committee and media. Um, And so this was a, you know, was a really took a a year to put it all together. Um, But I think it, it gives us a roadmap for the future and it will help us build out the staff um, and the organizational capabilities that we need to really move the sport forward um, beyond just what would happen organically by itself because of the good work of our national federations and our organizing committees. Okay, so it's interesting because when I had referenced sort of uh, the IBU and how it's televised recently in in another interview and I was talking about how difficult it might be here in the U.S., for example, to watch World Cups. You know, sure, there's there's you can buy a package through NBC. Sometimes, you know, you can oddly find some bootleg um, Eurosport. You can get a VPN and watch Eurosport, I suppose. Um, but it's you know overtly to me, it's like, oh man, the IBU beyond. Obviously, there were some governance issues in the past you know, in the past, and you guys seem to be making moves to remedy those for sure. But just thinking about like the health of the sport, like the ability I can watch online pretty easily to me would have said, you know, says it's a healthy sport, but is that a little bit of a facade? Like it's glamorous. You can watch it on TV, but there were other kinks to work out in, in specifically thinking of long-term strategy. Yeah. I mean, I, Look, I think we we want to keep doing the things that we're doing well. <laughs> like we don't want to lose any of those things that are going really well. And certainly, the the broadcast numbers in Europe are amazing, and the audience figures are tremendous. And it, you know, we have the largest um, total viewership during the winter season of any winter sport in Europe, and um, and that's terrific. So we don't want to lose that. Um, you know, the you referenced and NBC has bought the rights in the United States, and they are providing, um, you know, commentary. commentary. Um, they made the strategic decision not to uh, offer that live because it generally falls outside of sort of good viewership hours. But last year, they they broadcast on their linear channels more than 200 hours of Biathlon World Cup coverage, which is approximately every race shown twice. Um, so that was, you know, really a considerable step forward. Now, you know, we want to see our fans be able to have um, better access and Currently, um, that requires them to have a 
cable subscription that includes NBC's Olympic Channel. Um, you know, like you said, you can buy a pass that um, gives you access to that as well. We hope that it'll be easier to um, get those passes in the future and to gain access, as you know, some people are cable cutting, cable cutter. Um, and, you know, just go for the online um, program. Yeah, I'm one of those. (laughs) But that said, you know, I I do think it shows a major commitment by NBC to to show our sport to an American audience, which is is considerable. And there were over 20 hours on the NBC Sports Network, um, which is the same network that carries the NHL and is available in basically the entire... um, universe of cable networks in the United States, over 85 million homes. Um, You know, particularly for me, it was really exciting to be able to, on multiple occasions, walk into um, a sports bar last winter and see biathlon on television. And it wasn't something that was three months old. You know, it was the race from that day. Um, And that's, you know, I think that's a, a big step forward for us in terms of visibility. But obviously the the IBU strategic plan speaks to, you know, the global market. Um, so I'm just focusing on the U.S. since you, you asked about um, how that works. Okay, so let's switch subjects a little bit here. Uh, one of the things that was discussed and implemented uh, at the most recent Congress was uh, the formalization of something referred to as the Biathlon Integrity Unit. Yeah, Biathlon Integrity Unit, yep. Their primary role is sort of ensuring integrity when it comes to, you know, anti-doping or possible doping issues. And I think in the press release, it noted that adjudication of like doping cases when the IBU is involved, it is automatically moved over to, there's a new unit at the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And so it creates sort of a separation or ensures that there's less conflict of interest when a case is adjudicated. Do I have that kind of format correct? Yeah, you nailed it. Yep. And um, and so we're actually really grateful that the Court of, court of Arbitration for Sport created that special anti-doping um, court that's a little bit removed from the general CAS um, and will, for many, I think we'll see many, many international federations just ask them to handle all of their anti-doping work. Um, And it does um, definitely remove any perception of possible conflict of interest so that, you know, the internal units um, that used to hear these cases within each uh, international federation are now giving it to CAS, which is completely independent and, and without any connection to... Uh, to the International Federation. So I know FIS has done that, and, and we have to. And and does the IBU, it will still investigate an, either an anti-doping claim, you know, if you have a whistleblower come forward, or if, you know, someone pops a positive test at an IBU-sanctioned race, the IBU internally will still investigate it, as I understand it, but then, you know, the actual adjudication will be handed over to this this court at CAS. Is that correct? Well, sort of. So it won't be the IBU per se. It'll be the BIU. 
So it'll be the biathlon integrity unit that actually manages the entire anti-doping process and follows up on any investigations that are needed. Um, so I think that's really also a positive step um, because that that group, that board, and the staff that will support the board there um, will really be able to make their own decisions uh, only based on what's best for the integrity of our sport. Um, and that just eliminates any possible uh you know, conflict of interest that that could creep into it. So that's it's really a great step forward. It, it copies, um, you know, what was done with the International Track and Field IF, um, where they created the Athletics Integrity Unit, and I, I think it's it's also state of the art. Okay, and I know that you've been with U.S. Biathlon, and I we spoke about this many months ago, but I, over twenty years, is that right? Thirty, in fact. Yeah. Oh gosh, all right, <laughs> thirty, 30 years. years. Last all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And yeah. you've been, you've seen a lot and you've seen, you know, the IBU navigate some pretty dark times. One adjective, if you can come up with one adjective to describe your outlook now, you know, it seems things have turned, you know, you've, people have turned a corner. Yeah. Well, how would you describe it? I don't want to limit Fresh you to one air. word. Fresh okay. air. That's how I'd describe it. Yeah. Got no, it. it's great. Okay. We, um, you know, the, the, to such a greater extent, um, the communications that we have are so much more open. The approach is um, much more sincere, and I, I think the, the sport has really um, turned the corner. And, um, you know, we have, w- within the board, we have real debates, and, you know, there are differences of opinion in terms of how to approach issues, and, um, and there are they're normal and they're correct and everybody has the chance to, to say their piece. And, and I think that's um, felt throughout the organization. So I think, you know, we're, we're really in a position now where with this new openness um, we can make better decisions. And I think that's only going to help the sport grow. Okay. Well, thanks Max for your time and welcome back to Maine. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Always a pleasure to talk. Take care. Thanks for listening, and it also looks like Crassberry might be getting some natural snow.